Now then, at 7.42, air pollution causes an estimated 7 million premature deaths a year worldwide. 91% of the global population actually lives in places where air quality exceeds guideline limits, according to the World Health Organization. On top of being a silent killer, it can even lead to a fall in cognitive performance, in other words, making us less intelligent. That's based on a recent study of thousands of people by Beijing's Peking University and Yale University in the US. We can hear more from one of the scientists behind the study, Professor Xi Chen from Yale School of Public Health. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Good morning. And, well, thank you for joining us. Good morning to you. So, 20,000 people studied in China over a period of years. Can you briefly explain to us how the study was carried out? Uh, so, this is a nationally representative survey uh, and a cognitive test being implemented from 2010 to 2014. And it's still ongoing. So every other year, we give uh, different dimensions of cognitive tests uh, to each uh, uh, research subject. And we also give a very comprehensive survey to their individuals about their own uh, health, well-being, and their family and their community. It's a very comprehensive survey. And uh, we collect the information uh, on every aspect of their daily life, and uh, we sample from 162 counties that represent uh, 25 provinces out of uh, 33 provinces in China. So it's pretty much national representative, and the follow-up rate is quite high, and more than 90% uh, over uh, consecutive waves. So we are still doing this uh, 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 year after year, so every other year. So the survey timing is very random. So we select, the, we randomize the date we survey individuals because the cognitive test, we have to give them randomly. Uh, we, we do not want to pick a polluted days or raining days, so which may affect the people. So that's why we, we have uh, uh, been able to randomize them. And we uh, work with uh, uh, faculty and students from the China's Peking University, um, we have a very large survey team, and in each, each province, we have a, a sub-survey team. And so we're doing the survey across the year, and every year from January to December. Can you tell us a bit more about the, the test itself and why you chose maths and verbal mm-hmm. abilities as, as the barometer for cognitive skills? Yeah, that's a good question. So the one central part of this data is the measurement of the cognition or intelligence. So we picked the math and the Wilbur test for two reasons. The first is that it's very standard. It's being implemented in global data sets throughout the world, like in the U.S., in European countries. So that they have the same question, same type of question. And they have the same range of the evaluation. Uh, and secondly, we picked these two uh, cognitive tests in our uh, study because they can be representative of our brain functioning, especially the central nervous system. Um, and uh, the two tests give us different uh, 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 assessments about the functioning of the brain because uh, the Weber test and the math test, they represent a different part of the brain um, uh, for example, the math test 
is more re- related to the gray matter, which is a very important tissue in the brain, and which is uh, like a local information processing center, which is very important for mathematics. But for the language, the Wilbur has. So it's more related to white matter, which is uh, like the linking or the networking of the of the processing centers across the uh, the brain tissue. So uh, these two tests can give us, us the understanding about the different part of the brain. So so then we can know better about uh, what fundamentally changed after the air pollution. So we can better understand the mechanism. If if we look at the um the study details uh, in a little more detail as well. Uh, we can see that measurements of sulfur dioxide, nitrogen dioxide, yeah. and particulate matter yeah. smaller than 10 micrometers in diameter, i.e. PM10 or PM2.5 that we often hear about yeah. here, they, they're all chosen. But um, yeah. we saw ozone not included, um, also carbon monoxide. Was the reason for that uh, something that we can grasp or, or is that something you need to include in the future? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that's a good question. So uh, about this the air uh, quality index, we are currently only looking at the PM10, SO2, NO2 because uh, by 2013, Chinese government only released that those components. But since 2014, the Chinese government started to also release uh, the small particulate matters and also the ozone, so which they call it air quality index. But before that, it was called the API, air pollution index, which only has three components. So that's why to be, uh, to be able to match every individual's exposure over the years, we have to be consistent between 2010 and 2014, and during which the government only released three pollutants. But as you said, in the future, uh, we are still following up those individuals. We are able to test uh, even smaller particulates, and we are even able, able to link that to ozone because we all know that ozone is uh, of more harmful effect to individuals. And the small particulate matter is also quite relevant because because they are small size, they can go directly into the blood vessel or into the brain. Right. Yeah, it will be interesting to see if there's a distinction there between PM two point five and yeah. and PM ten, for example. But um, I mean, so this study concluded that polluted air may impede cognitive ability as people become older, especially, and less educated men were were linked to this. But it's not uh, a causal effect. I mean, this kind of study just shows a, a correlation, albeit a very strong correlation. What could be the possible explanation why older, uneducated men show such a strong correlation, though? Oh, uh, so in, in a nutshell, both, in, uh, both the elderly and the less educated people, they are more likely to be exposed to a higher dose of pollution. So as they are accumulating more pollution in their brain, so their effect is larger. So why... Uh, that's the case because uh, the uneducated people, they are more likely to take outdoor work, so which makes them more vulnerable and more exposure to pollution. And for the elderly, since they already accumulated in their brain for several decades of pollution, so that makes them uh, uh, more vulnerable. So, uh, so that's, the, that's why um, uh, that may explain why they are having an even larger impact.
But you also found even short-term effects, didn't you? Yes. So, so in yes, older exactly. populations, we might see that relationship with a, yes. a cumulative yes. impact. Can yes. you compare yes. for us the short and long term? Yes. Oh, the, exactly. That's important. So for the short term, it really matters, but the long term it matters more. But uh, in terms of the size, the long term impact, for example, three years of exposure is like nine to times, uh, nine to ten times as large as the like the short-term exposure for like one day or one week. So it's like nine to ten times, very large. So, but still, the short-term really also matters. So that has policy implications. For example, in many countries, uh, people take high-stake exams on the on certain day, and those, if those days are polluted or suffer from other environmental stressors, then people may be uh, affected a lot. And, it, and even worse is that that affect the people differently. For example, as we find it affects uh, uh, males more than females. So which uh, may be more worrisome because if you think, for example, in China, the sex ratio in the general population is uh, 120 female versus 100 male. But in the college, it's the reverse sex ratio. So which may make people think there might be something wrong with the, the, the college entrance in them scheduling. So this is uh, one of the ongoing work we are doing, try to uh, disentangle the, the effects. Yeah, that's very important, the high-state steps. Yeah. yeah, it's something that could be very relevant to us here in Korea as well, in terms of scheduling the college entrance exam, although it's hard to yeah. always yeah. predict the... Uh, the air pollution, it's no longer just a, a spring phenomenon and uh, the uh, fall or autumn when we see the college entrance exam take place, it can be also quite polluted. Um, let's go a little further into this whole aspect of correlation, though. And, you know, as people get older, we expect their cognitive abilities to decline anyway. Moreover, uh, in more polluted areas, we might expect general levels of education to be lower. I don't know if that's true of all the areas you studied in China, but globally speaking, yes. certain yes. run-down urban areas uh, might do less well in terms of education. So what makes you convinced that particulate matter pollution could be the cause here? Yes, that's a very important question. So because uh, without a causal implication, or without a causal relationship between pollution and uh, cognition, it's hard to inform the policy. So uh, in our study, we try to do several things. But most importantly, we model the aging trend very flexibly. We have the most flexible modeling. Like every one or two years as a group, uh, we try to see the difference. And also we control for uh, looking at it within individual change. So for example, the same individual jump took this test last year and also this year. So we look at the difference in the, their test performance and their difference in the exposure. So we, we would, not, uh, would not find, should not find a huge change in their uh, aging trend within one year of, uh, uh, of the test. So that's why our within individual comparison makes us more uh, likely to think this is a causal uh, uh, relationship. So, and then we also yeah. include a very uh, test. Uh, so in our supporting information, we have like uh, 76 page long. Uh, we did all kinds of tests to 
uh, to address this aging and uh, try to use the uh, different uh, specification of the modeling to rule out uh, the impact of the aging process. But the vast majority of us around the world live in places where air quality exceeds WHO guideline limits. Some of us, for example, here in Seoul, often see limits exceeded considerably. What is the main takeaway? There's not much we can do about that, uh, especially if we don't feel comfortable moving to a a pristine part of the world, which if we all did that, it would pretty soon uh, also catch up in terms of pollution. Yeah, exactly. So this is very alarming, like 90%, more than 9 out of 10 people are exposed. So uh, so that means most of people are affected. But this even 90% may be underestimated uh, because we know that the rich and the poor, they have different strategies uh, strategy to avoid. For example, the rich can buy air filter, but the poor can only wear face masks. And we know that the pollutants cannot be defended, <laughs> the avoided by only wearing the face mask, especially the small particulate. So that may generate a health inequality between the rich and the poor, and it also have a general impact. And also, I think I want to stress one thing. The type of uh, pollutants we are exposed to are getting smaller, which means they are even more harmful. So think about uh, the London smog in, uh, back to many years ago, mm. but compared to the smog in Los Angeles. So even 91% of people exposed, this 91% means that even more harmful because they can go directly into the brain, the blood vessel. And those small particulates are really related to automobiles and uh, generally our, our daily life, modern life. But previously, we, we were only exposed to uh, a larger particulate matter, for example, the coal burning uh, industry. But now we are using cleaner energy, but we are still and even exposed to uh, even smaller and more harmful particulates. So that's very worrisome. Thank you so much for joining us uh, as, as one of the scientists behind this study. Uh, we hope that uh, we can find solutions going forward beyond just pointing out the problems. Uh, in, at the moment, I guess all of us just need to work on our home air purification systems and our air masks to make them as efficient as possible. It's good to have you with us on the line. Thank you very much.